you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. It's great to be here in one of Pennsylvania's top three cities along with Colleen Wolf. And this is a real thrill for me to get to introduce you to an old friend of mine. His name's Lombardi Trophy. Please, Colleen, (laughs) say hello. Introduce yourself. Well, I think that's really nice that you want to introduce me to your friend here. But I just want to let you know that you have a full crowd of people booing you right now. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. I don't care. I'm in good company. Michael Irvin, Mike Schmidt, Santa Claus, boo all you want, Philly fans. You're only hurting yourself. We're going to get into that, but before that, I, I like like Namath before three, like Ruth in 32. I'm calling my shot right now. This is a guaranteed home run episode of the Dave Damashek football program. Hear me now. Believe me later because what you're about to hear, I feel, is uh, in all likelihood solid gold thanks to the first couple of Philadelphia, Philadelphia sports at least. First of all, starting off with the woman seated to my immediate left. You just heard her voice there. One of the greats at NFL Media, it's Colleen Wolf. What's the poop, sis? What an intro that is. I was going to boo you, but I can't now. Boo all so you nice. want. Nice. Wow. Well, that's that's an issue we do have to address. It is. Because I've gotten a fair amount of grief from Philadelphia sports fans who don't seem to be aware of my charge against. It's not against the great city of Philadelphia, which I – I liked way more than I even expected to. Oh, good. Beautiful architecture. The history the is uh, is apparent at every corner. The food is delicious. I like eating the sandwiches. I like eating food. I don't know if you know this about me, Colleen. Eating food is one of my passions. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I yeah. wake up every morning and I'm like, I have a whole day of food ahead of me. Is that true? Yeah. You know what else is fun? About, I don't know. Uh, for me, another one of my chief passions is doing things I like to do. 
Oh. So that's a little insight into me. But today isn't about me. <laughs> it's about you and the man seated to your immediate left and uh, and perhaps lays next to you at your immediate left each night. That's he, true. That's true. true. He is a man who you see. If you watch NFL Network's top ten, you cannot go uh, 48 <laughs> seconds without seeing his puss on the TV screen. You also read his very good pages at The Ringer. Make sure you check that out. And then the podcast, SB Nation's Drive and Kick. That sounds like basketball. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about all of it, the game of basketball, the game of football, and most importantly, the game of life with Colleen Wolf's old man. It's John Gonzalez. What's the poop with you, fella? This is nice. That was a big intro. When yeah. you said Philadelphia's favorite couple, I thought somebody else was here. But I didn't say it. favorite. Oh, what'd you say? I said first. First. Couple. First. I All feel right, we'll like you it. are the, the sports at least, right? Do you have any rival in that regard? Hmm. I don't, is there another married oh, couple? I think we're it by default. Mr. and yeah. Mrs. Balboa. But, uh, but uh, you know, Adrian, she died. Adrian passed, so She's that's why you She's six feet under. Right, that's why you can claim that. Right. That's true. It's ours now. Happy to claim it. So Let's start off with her. that tough spot that we that we just uh, dipped our toe into right here. Let's clear the air because I want to set the mm -hmm. pace. We if, should if, clear it. John, you don't know this. As a matter of fact, this is uh, the Wolf's first ever appearance on the DDFP, right? Yeah, Together. I mean, I've been uh, almost three years working with you now and first time on the show. No, I'm a gentleman, you understand, <laughs> and I don't go around. If you know, like the uh, you know Dan Hansus, you know him, the the we do. host of Around well, the NFL. Yeah, that guy makes his pages here and everything. He's very, you know, he's he comes from a neighborhood. You know, he comes from Jerry, where I come from. You don't uh, you don't steal another man. You get you do that, you get two in the back of the head. You know what I'm talking about? That's that's it's like we're here with Hansus. That was a great hand. Thank yeah. you. And I I don't want you know it's not for me to step on toes. Mm -hmm. Colleen Wolf was claimed. You know, when, when, when was I claimed? This is a, you've gotten into deep I was water called now. into a back room at Satrial's uh, a, okay. a number of months ago and said, you keep your dirty mitts off of Colleen Wolf. And uh, so I did. That was Hansus again. That was Hansus. <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I, I didn't want, uh, to, you know, uh, far be it for me to show that sort of temerity to a guy who could whack me. Um, but you know what? I have a devil-may-care attitude at this point. Mm -hmm. So I Caution to the wind. All law is out the window if you haven't been paying attention to, to our nation of late. So why shouldn't I follow suit and I'll do as I please? You, you know? stole I her like away plan. from the other podcast. I'm not stealing, but I thought it was a great idea. The Wolf and I kibitzed. We, we broke bread together mm -hmm. I hear about in, this. in Philly. And we said, you know, why don't we do it? Why, why don't we, we get you it. and the old man in here and we'll settle all hash? I well, like I, I was like, why? when am I going to be able to come on the podcast? And you said, well, you know what, though? I should have your old man on. Yeah, which is wonderful. <laughs> However, I was a little nervous. Can we talk about you setting up the show today on Twitter? Oh. You yeah. sent out a, a photo yeah. uh, that was a Pittsburgh penguin. Correct. Not, not like an actual penguin, but the hockey guy. Right. Beating up what appeared to be a headless Philadelphia Flyer. Correct. Yeah. I was uh, a little concerned wow. and confused by it. It felt like your version of the Steve Harvey memo. I'm afraid to look at you in the eyes right now. No, what I, I just wanted to send a, a, a just a very subtle message about that. Not so while, subtle. While I like <laughs> you and I support you both in your professional endeavors and, you know, we're all from the Keystone State, mm -hmm. that's all great. But let's just remember what the best city is in the in the Keystone. You know what I, I just wanted to remind everybody. You know what I love Philadelphia. about Pittsburgh is that everybody talks about Philadelphia's inferiority complex, mm -hmm. but Pittsburgh has oh. a Philadelphia <laughs> inferiority complex. So? We spend no what? time thinking about Pittsburgh, and yet here we are. That I, I mean, it's great. I, first of all, that 
surely you jest. Surely you're. <laughs> it makes surely, us feel good about ourselves. You're poking at me, but there's no, there, there you know, the, see, it's not funny because it's not true. <laughs> there's no chip. Well, yeah, well, Pittsburgh is really worried about Philadelphia. Yeah, we're we're busy counting our championship trophies. Mm-hmm. You're counting the people Takes who didn't deserve yeah. didn't deserve to get booed, who you decided to boo anyway. That is we where boo we everybody. We're gonna do a producer conference here to settle all hash in just a moment. But I'll I'll uh, I'll start off with this question to you guys. Does it make sense? As much as I like Philadelphia, the food, the people, bouncing off the people, and so on, the Philadelphia sports fans' proclivity to boo everything mm-hmm. was turned into self-parody by Commissioner Goodell when he got them to boo themselves, and then the next day, Drew Pearson, again, had them booing so crazily. Don't you understand? You've made yourselves into the butt of a joke now at the hands of Kamish Goodell. And by the way, the other thing is the practical element for your sports town. You love to talk about how you're this hard-nosed sports town. It's not for everybody. Be careful, man. The the local media will eat you up. <laughs> is that really good? Is that really what you, what you want for a prospective free agent to fear what might happen if he doesn't play well? Don't you see? Well, we have no control. You're over cutting this. your nose to spite your face when Listen, you do that. We don't. That is our form of cheering we don't necessarily say oh great job no we boo we we got booed i was booing people i boo in meetings here at nfl okay. i boo all the time it's just like another thing that we i do. like booing people too but don't you see that it that when you boo even your own guys all the time and that's a looming threat for your guys should they perform badly that makes them not want to be in Philadelphia they'd rather be somewhere where that isn't the case I think it's a faulty premise I reject the premise out of hand because you're asking it does it help or doesn't it help and really it's not it's reflexive it's DNA you yeah. do you want a fish not to swim or a bird not to fly that's mm, what you do interesting. you get born you're born in Philadelphia and you speak a word and then you start booing or maybe the, it's the booing first and then the words, it just, it's reflexive. It just happens. Mm-hmm. It's like breathing. And we, you mentioned the cutting off your nose to spite your face. We lead the league in that. It's one of the few categories we lead the league we in. We have we'll championships take it. in it, in fact. And we count those. Noses tr- and spite. You're, you're self-aware, at least. And yes. so I give you credit for that. Yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a weird move. Um, and, but I, I also guess that there is an element of regaining some dignity as a as a human, when you are giving so much of your human existence to supporting these teams, and they never respond by giving you championships, and that's not a dig, that's legitimate, right? It's and a little bit yeah. of a dig. You threw in a, t- a touch of a dig. You dusted it with a dig. Since 1975, your Flyers <laughs> haven't given you a cup. The Eagles have never given you a Super Bowl championship. The Phillies won twice in your uh, well, four times now. If you guys can this count is not each a dig, of those though. twice, that in mind. And then right. the Sixers won when you got neither one of you could have remembered them this having feels won. Feels passive aggressive, it, it, Jack. It's, it's almost like you committed a- it to memory. I'm trying to help you. Don't you see? I sit in the right spot, mm-hmm. namely the left spot in the left corner of Pennsylvania where we ca- where we gather championships annually. We're on our I way. I like Pittsburgh. I was going to say, you. I actually like, I love Primanti Brothers. Nice. I think the Pirate Stadium There's is some fun beautiful. bridges there. Yeah. And know. then you're in Ohio. Rivers. I, 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 not, I, I don't support go, crossing the there. state line. On the, <laughs> don't keep going west. That's a, Nothing good comes from that. You make uh, a compelling argument, and I'm not going to argue with that. Thank you, Mean Joe Green. I appreciate your support, sir. <laughs> All right. What do you want to do, Emma VP? How do we uh, want to do Do you want to do the producer conference first? Do you want to do half empty, half full Philadelphia Eagles? Hmm. Should we do that? Let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's satiate do that. people who say, you know, 
DDFP, even here in the offseason, as a reminder, there is no such thing as an offseason at DDFP. Um, let's satiate the football fan and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, and then we'll go into the producer conference. Sounds good. And we've been doing this uh, over the course of the offseason. Mm-hmm. Free agency, the draft, now both in the books. You know, things will change undoubtedly before kickoff. Nevertheless, this is a pretty good snapshot of what your Philadelphia Eagles are going to look like come uh, the start of the season. Now it's time to ask the important question. Is the glass half empty or half full where the Philadelphia Eagles are concerned? Here in May 2017, I'm going to start with you, the Wolf. For me, the glass is always half empty. I like to set the bar really low, and then that way I'm never disappointed. I'm just surprised. But the funny thing is whenever I go back home, especially at the draft, whenever I talk to Eagles fans, it is the, gra- the glass is overflowing. I mean, th- it could not be any more full than it is right now. Is that right? Yeah. It's a kind of a weird it's thing. It's Charlie Brown in the football. I would recommend, because Colleen is right, uh, off-season always totally full. Uh, regular season, even by preseason time, it's it's completely empty. I would recommend getting rid of the glass entirely. There shouldn't even be a glass in Philadelphia just to set That's the expectation yeah. as, like, we don't have a glass. It'll be thrown. We've anyways. never had a glass. Just drink out of your hand. <laughs> It'll be easier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That not uh, That being said, Let's try and figure this out. NFC East 2016, the Eagles, in spite of a brilliant beginning, Pennsylvania became Pennsylvania officially after the whipping that Wentz and company put on the Pittsburgh Steelers in week three, the next stop, the moon, so on and so forth. Then things went south. Yeah. I happen to, to feel that Wentz is going to play much better in his sophomore season than he did in his rookie season, as good as it was at least at the beginning there. I like the – I love the additions on offense. I like the offensive line coming back at full strength if they can avoid suspension and injury. That is suddenly a position of strength for them. And they have playmakers all over that defense. And now up front, they are stout. And I feel like they can heat up any QB, even in that division. So – Will they emerge from the basement and move up in those NFC East rings? It sounds like somebody's kind of a closet Eagles fan. Maybe, uh, you know, you're like all of a sudden you went to to Philadelphia and you're you're, can I clear a little bit of a traitor? Can I, I clear think. the – no, first of all, <laughs> you guys know this. Let me just say this. The Eagles are not the Steelers' rival. They're not in the same conference. Right. So, right. so I think if you if your heart takes you to both sides of the state, I think that's okay. Um, baseball, it was a great rivalry, Phillies and Pirates, but once they split uh, yeah. divisions, then, the hockey then, thing then that went away. The the NBA is a non-starter. We don't have one. We don't. So what's we choose not to have one. We choose not to have it. <laughs> right. You're just saying basketball doesn't exist. We don't need it here. We've got too much going on in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Penguins and the Philadelphia Flyers. And I, 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 I hate, I, you know, people always say, oh, you hate. You're a Broncos hater, Patriots hater. I hate every team, apparently. I've even been accused of hating the Steelers. <laughs> I only really hate, in sports, the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I legitimately have disdain in my heart. And I'm a, I'm embarrassed as a grown-up that that is that that's true for me, but I, but it's, you know, me no no jive. That's our policy. You still like wow. you do actually actively hate them. I hate them. You spend I used to work energy for them. on this. I hate their organizational philosophy. 
that they that they go out and they and they purposely bring in thugs. Yeah, that's and right. And goons. Broad Street yeah. bullies. In the 21st century, there's no there's no value in doing that. No, but that's our identity. That we're we're sticking mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, rough and tumble. Felonious hockey players. So I don't like them. I also don't like the Islanders. Come to think of it. But anywho, okay. back to the matter at hand. The Eagles, 2017. Yeah. Do you see? Let's. I mean, break it down. The Cowboys. I, everybody in the division has this pretty close to the same tough schedule, but. I feel like the Cowboys have a little slide, maybe coming here, not the you know, not in the single digit wins, but I don't think they're as good as they were in twenty sixteen. I think the skins are at best questionable at now that in as they attempt to replace. Maybe they have, but we don't know that they've successfully replenished the receiving core that's so important to Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And the Giants are intriguing, but they're still limited until proven otherwise by their shoddy offensive line. Ergo, the Eagles have room to rise up, you've, yes or no? You've done this just by default, pushing the Eagles forward. No, I, I like it. I w- did some research, uh, upwards of seconds before I came excellent, on. Excellent, Before I came on the podcast, and I checked the calendar. It's May. How the hell do we know what anybody's going to do? I have no idea. I don't know until midway through the season, and even then, I'm not sure. But sure, I think uh, in Philadelphia, people are excited because you you can get excited in May. And you can get excited in June and July and training camp because then the season starts and it's less exciting. I always <laughs> get so, so excited. So grim and sad. It's true, though. We, that's I mean, how like, it works. Especially preseason. I get so excited for the first preseason game. And then I remember it's a preseason game and I hate this and I hate the preseason and this is awful. And when is the regular season going to start? And then I'm like, all right, it's week one. You can't really even tell anything from this. you got to wait for the first month of the season. And then finally I'm like, oh, my God, this is awful and everything is falling apart. But I think the Cowboys, the slide that everybody is talking about, the secondary and their pass rushers, I know that they addressed some of this in the draft, but that is really dicey for them. Nobody is worried about the offense. Their offense is going to be fine. Their offense is great. It's the defense that is going to take them down if anything takes them down. Well, yeah, I, I agree, and they're hanging a lot on Jalen Smith's promise that he's going to be ready to go it's if he lot. comes in, you know, and then you pair him up with Sean Lee, and then at least uh, that second level looks like a position. But that's assuming a great deal, and people always make that mistake around the draft that well we, they drafted somebody high so that's now not a, it's an taken area care of well, you, you don't know yet if that guy's going to be good I get right you know yeah. I agree with you on that all that being said apparently I'm more optimistic than either one of you well, about you, the Eagles you're from in, Pittsburgh in we've established yeah. that and then that's the way it works I I look it, it would be nice to see Legarrette Blount come in and and do Legarrette Blount things but the, my he's going to pro- set the tone of the offense so apparently. this is my it, uh. What was the last time the Patriots gave uh. somebody up and then, and then they became good somewhere else? And when was the last time it happened for the Eagles? Normally, the Eagles give up somebody, and then he goes up to mm. New England, and all of a sudden they turn him into somebody. So I, I'm a little skeptical I'm that all of a sudden he's going to get sad talking yeah. about Philadelphia. I don't know. We're going to bring you down. The Giants, too, are like sneaky. They could be good. Because We've got them in last did. place now. Yeah. We've got them in last. How many? Can they finish five out of four teams? <laughs> it's really sad. Not even the team from our nation's capital? You can't even get past them? I think they finished behind the Temple Owls this year. It's going to be awful. <laughs> it's really getting dark here. I know, I know. Welcome I was to our tra- marriage. I felt... <laughs> I All felt, sunshine. I, I felt that this would be my olive branch to the good people of Philadelphia after I got so much heat for saying, and it's, it really is new. It's a nuanced point that people failed to pick up on. I got a lot of hate 
for saying what I basically just said to you, that it's uh-huh. it's self-defeating to boo guys that are on your teams to send a message. That won't do in our city. <laughs> like, well, then all right, then I'll leave your city. How about that? When free agency comes up, I'll go somewhere where I won't be treated this in this manner. Um, yeah, but you're, we're passionate fans. I mean, wouldn't you rather play for people that care? Yeah. Instead of like being at a stadium where people are, the seats aren't filled and nobody yeah. gives a crap about the team and how it's they're not doing. a binary decision though. But That's yes, true. to answer your question, yes, <laughs> if those are my two choices, I suppose so. But there's a, a nice balance where people are super excited about you and they don't boo you if you have a bad game. Is that Pittsburgh? I think Pittsburgh has a pretty good balance going yeah. as far as that goes. They're not too rough on people, but they, I mean, listen, they've had their their uh, black eyes with. I mean, they threw batteries at Dave Parker. Right, you know that that was not that don't do a, that That's that bad. wasn't a high uh, point. I, isn't that weird? I, I, I mean, I'm not encouraging this. In fact, the exact opposite. But isn't it fortunate? I guess we can. I think we can all agree that no one's ever gotten hit with one of those batteries. Yeah. Throwing batteries at somebody on a field. What's what's in your head? JD Drew. JD Drew was. Oh, he uh, did. Yeah, well, he might have. They definitely threw batteries at him. I wonder not just the the throwing of the battery, but the battery throwing preparation. Like you have to. Like I, sometimes I can't expensive. even find batteries for things that I need batteries for. So now these people, like maybe they have a stock of batteries, or they've gone and bought batteries for the express purpose of then hurling those batteries at a player. There's a lot of preparation that. That, the battery and plan. the calculation is you're standing there looking at the in the battery aisle like which I, battery I'm too a triple a ain't gonna do ain't gonna do anything right but like a nine volt might not two, travel as well or either. a d i mean you don't want to you know you're gonna drop D's. that a right. d watch I mean, out yeah, yeah like, what, 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 you know where are you hiding it exactly where are you hiding it mm-hmm. too to get it in you know what? I think we should leave this because I don't want to encourage anybody with <laughs> okay. this. Instead, let me don't talk throw to you batteries, about kids. Another of my passions emerging is uh, is having a soft bum each uh, each and every day, and how I ensure that. Me undies. What's Ooh. the first thing you put on? The last thing you take off? It's your underpants. I didn't know where it was going. You want to weigh Make in on Make your this? most important piece of clothing the best it can be with me undies. Now it's time for over undies presented by me undies. You mentioned LeGarrette Blunt. He is the newest member of your Eagles or Eagles. Blunt signed that one-year deal. He led the league with 18 rushing touchdowns last year, of course, with the Patriots. Let's project it this time as an Eagle. Will LeGarrette Blunt have over or under 10 rushing touchdowns in 2017? Ooh, I'm going to go over because I think that he's going to be the goal line back and they're just going to give hand it off to him. So especially for fantasy purposes, I think that he'll be good for them. Plus, their, their own line's pretty good at run blocking. Uh, can you have a negative number? I'm going to go Undy. <laughs> I just don't see this. Never gonna, it's not going to work out for him. It's- see, Philly fans, when you get hot now, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I don't need it because you hear Damashek is trying to square things. Listen, they've, see, they've hated me for years. I'm used to it. You're true. just getting into it now. I'm surprised you haven't been hit with a battery. They pro- they're saving something. <laughs> I've got really – I'm pretty dodgy. I got Shifty. used to it. Yeah, can't shifty. hit what you can't catch. Can't do right. it. I got you. Um, so you guys are both going. Uh, you're going over. I'm gonna go John's over. going going under. 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 I like what John had to say. That's exactly right. There are certain franchises that you do not, that, and yet teams do it every off season. Well, he was successful on that team. Mm-hmm. He'll be successful for us. It doesn't work that way. There is some magic dust that Bill Belichick sprinkles on these guys. If you think you can take them because he was successful with that team, that you are you, you're fraud. Are, you're are thinking you, was, the, is, was it Patrick Chung? 
Patrick Chung. Yeah. Patrick Chung, who went up there, and um, Danny Amendola, mm-hmm. uh, who they had for a cup of coffee, and he went up there. And they, Beyond like, Branch left. Guys yeah. leave yeah. Philadelphia and go there and do great. Nobody leaves there and goes to Philly and does great. I feel like you're still scarred from DeMarco Murray coming in and not doing anything and then going to the top. That was a sad uh, – That's a, another one. A sad Although episode. Right. Yep. <laughs> another sad episode. A lot episode of sad episodes. Yeah, it's a terrible series. Yeah. All right, let's – you know what? Let's move on then. Emma VP, <laughs> do you want to begin the uh, producer conference? What if we talked about the uh, Philly sports rivals first? Okay. Oh, you wanted to, I didn't know that if you were going to be asking that question. Nope. Yes. I asked this. The Wolf, you and I were on stage for like uh, a thousand or two thousand Philly fans yeah. at the draft. And I asked this sincerely and there I, I didn't get uh, a meaningful response on this. I'm just intrigued from the outside looking in about how I I always love to hear from people who are actually uh, the boots on the ground who have spent time in that city and can speak with some knowledge about these things. What our perception is is different sometimes than what the local fan base feels about about their team or teams. So the question is, let's rank out Philly's actual sports rivals. Oh, yeah. Who is the number one rival in Philadelphia sports? Dallas Cowboys. Is that right? I need to – can we set some parameters? Sure. Go ahead. It, because no, when you what, say, you want to get into details I need here? to get – let's wade ah, into this. Uh, okay. When you're saying rival, is it just who they reflexively hate? Yeah. Or is it there's some – quid pro quo like you, you and I got in a real rivalry and maybe like we're somewhat equal well uh, clearly not you're much more successful and I live off of my wife but in this <laughs> hypothetical here what are the parameters well I, I I will try to give you this uh, if this works as a parameter two things as a Pittsburgh sports fan right I respect I acknowledge that the Baltimore Ravens and the Philadelphia Flyers are Pittsburgh's rivals they are mm-hmm. they are our dyed in the wool rivals, and there will be an ebb and flow to these things. Conversely, the Cincinnati Bengals and Washington Capitals are gum on our shoe. We laugh at them. The, right. When I get right. when those, when those fan bases contact me and say, you're obsessed by us. Oh, you're, you're, you're so fit. I am? You've never beaten us in a, in a meaningful game. How, why, why would I fear you? You're not my rival. It's like uh, Florida Gators fans. Is Peyton Manning their rival? He never beat them. What, are, uh, like more of a, like a nuisance. Right. It's the hammer and nail. You know, yeah. there are many examples of this. So, all right. So, that is your backdrop. the rub. They're in li- and we're doing this across all sports here? Correct. Okay, well, so- I mean, like, and also, the, the, like, how can you not go with the Cowboys first? You well, yeah, reflexively, everybody hates the Cowboys, but what you just outlined, therein lies the rub. I lived in Dallas for four years. They care not at all about Philadelphia Eagles fans. And and it drives Philadelphia Eagles fans absolutely. That's insane. the worst. You don't want to be that you don't no. want to be that great. No. I mean, like they're they're like uh, you know, pay attention to us, pay attention to us, hate us too, and they do not. Well, I, I, I'll tell it. you one more because I, I want to show that I'm on the other side. I understand the other side of it, and I, it has been an unpleasant experience for me. But for the whole of this century now, I, sad to say, the Steelers have been owned by the New England Patriots. I now see what that feels like. But when people, oh, this is one of the great, it's one, one of the great rivalries in the 21st century. When have the Steelers beaten them in January? Who cares? <laughs> So that becomes a problem for Philadelphia, though, because uh, across a lot of sports, as you outlined, not a lot of success. I guess the Penguins would be high up there. I I 
pivot from Dallas because Dallas, yes, everybody, that's going to be everybody. I mean, number remember one. what happened to us at the draft with the the Eagles fan that came in and tackled our camera yes, guy because I, we were talking to a Cowboys. You're fan? the only. I got a lot of I got a lot of tweets and such from Eagles fan from Philly fans. That was it was a perfectly run event. You're the only person out there in the media saying anything bad. Well, we almost got steam. We almost I mean, a guy who was with a 5-year his 5-year-old daughter oh attempted to assault 3 of us in one shot. And he was a big man. He was Huge. like Could he have done it? Could he have assaulted all 3 of you at once? It's if, possible. if a man equal to his size. This was the this was uh Greg, our security guard. Yes. Yeah. This was I, I'm trying to think of the football equivalent. Yes. This was uh um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was the, the great left tackle Large picking team. up the hard charging defensive end just in the nick of time before the quarterback. I saw Randall Cunningham off. just like flying in out of the corner of my eye. I'm uh, glad you guys didn't get assaulted. Although I will say she is small but scrappy. I think she would have been all I right. I'm not sure it. about you. She could have been good as a <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, this is true emotionally and I suppose physically. Mm. I don't mind conflict. In fact, I love conflict. I just don't want to be in it. That's right. my rule. You want to be conflict adjacent. You like yeah. to start it right. and then step out. I like to be there. Conflict right. observant. Yeah, I like so to give commentary if right. I like uh, colleagues. <laughs> says, if I if I can help stoke those fires so it leads to something. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Just I don't want to be one right. of the. Right. I gotta get dirty with it. Right. I'll just step over. Oh, here you just and said watch. something like yeah. I don't. And people say something mean and then it hurts my feelings. I don't like that. You know. Yeah. I don't like when people hurt my feelings. I'm glad you guys made it out unscathed. I think Bartlett stiffed armed him, so he redirected. Wait, him. Bartlett's claiming that he's the one who <laughs> saved us. There was a six foot five security hey, I, guard who I, jumped I in. Him. I, I saw him rolling off the line, and I stepped back and stiff armed him. And that's when Craig, the security guard, then came in and picked up my chip block. I would say from the outside looking in that, uh, you know, again, my opinion means nothing. I defer to you. But it seems like because of the proximity to New York City, I would think it would be the New York Giants I always, above all else. I always got – this is why I was saying, like, everybody's going to tell you the Cowboys. Forget about the Cowboys because the Cowboys forget about Eagles fans all the time. For me, growing up, always, all, all things New York, Knicks, uh, Mets, Mets. Uh, the Mets Giants sure. especially, the Giants were – you know, a huge pain in the ass with Bill Parcells and those guys. So for me, it's always New York. And there's another reason, because in the same way that Philadelphia doesn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about Pittsburgh, it rankles that New York spends so much time I not don't, thinking I, about I, us. I reject the premise that, <laughs> that Flyers fans are not bothered by the no, Penguins. That one, you know, that's a caveat. That's ridiculous. That's caveat. It's the Penguins and the Devils. Those are the two teams that Flyers fans just cannot Rangers stand. Rangers, too. I mean, yeah, any of those, and the Rangers. Any of the teams in the Northeast Corridor we hate <laughs> reflexively. There is something about, as I've said, hockey, especially the playoffs, because of the seven games and the nature of the sport. I mean, foot, at least football teams don't play the Steelers and Ravens and the Giants and Eagles don't play seven times over the course of two weeks. Mm -hmm. It really engenders hate. When you're sitting there every spring and watching your team play the same a handful of teams year after year in the postseason. It really makes you hate them. They really hate Crosby. Crosby's I've a heard big – I mean, like, big-time hate Crosby. I know. Oh. Well, no one – it makes sense you would hate him. He's, he's the best player of the generation. The like, you're pro oh, Crosby. He's so, he's, he's so soft, isn't he? He's such a so, – plays such a soft game. Always going into the corner and coming out with the puck. So there's a lot of hockey Terrible. talk on this football right. podcast. I was told there'd be more basketball. Mm -hmm. There's going to be basketball. The Celtics. Celtics and the Sixers. There was a thing going on there for a little. Eh, same deal. That same was deal. Celtics much more successful.
Well, you know what? That's another. Here's another olive branch by Damashek. In a way, it. it's thank you. It's not so a generous. direct compliment. No, it was not a direct compliment to you, to, to Philadelphia and the six. Don't reach for it. He'll give it to somebody else. <laughs> I just want to say, here's something that needs to be cleared up. Because when people like, and, and John, I'm interested in your opinion on this. People love the, would this great team from this generation beat that team if they played head-to-head? Mm-hmm. Somebody asked, uh, oh, who uh, who was in the uh, – oh, Bald Brian on our most recent podcast. A lot of people uh, enjoyed that one. We talked a lot of movies in addition to San Francisco sports. Uh, I encourage you, nay demand, you go dig that one up. But um, he asked us, would these Golden State Warriors be able to beat Jordan's Bulls? Your response. Ooh. In a seven-game It's series. a totally Ooh. different game now. I know. So it's they, not that different. People, so are we going like, to nerd out basketball-wise? Yeah, it's not that different. We're going to talk about threes and get into the rim. This is actually – that's a good impersonation of me. You did hands this earlier, and then that's me in our living room talking about threes <laughs> and getting to the rim. Uh, she picked it up through osmosis. It's a different game now. They also have uh, – the Golden State Warriors have more stars than did Jordan's Bulls. It was Jordan, and then it was Pippen, and then they had some ancillary pieces, and the game was played differently – it would depend on which era you played it in. If you played it in Jordan's era, probably Jordan's team. If you played it now, I think it's not a no contest. They just spaced the floor so I'm, all of a sudden it's a basketball pod. I I'm know. Getting well, very I, excited about the basketball. Assume, <laughs> I want to get into that. I'm leaving for Cleveland tomorrow. I want to talk basketball. I want to talk about it too. Next question mm-hmm. is: What would happen if what what do you um, hypothesize yes. happens if Golden State the the unthinkable happens and they don't win the title. No, that that would be a catastrophe for them. I assume that they kept the receipt on Kevin Durant and then they'll just bring him <laughs> back to Oklahoma City and they'll say return to sender. They probably just get store credit though instead of their money back. They have to take like Victor Oladipo and some parts. It would be disastrous. I mean, if you're Kevin Durant, the reason why you went to that team. And the reason why they figured out how to move the pieces around and uh, shuffle those their salary is to have that parade. So that would be disastrous. However, I would never count LeBron out. Yeah. I mean, they could have their four superstars, and they do, and that team is insane. And I went up there, and I watched them, and they passed the ball, and they shared so well. LeBron James by himself can infl- – we saw it happen. I'm he so won that series last year. I am so excited, too, because the rest of the playoffs have not been good. They, I, I, ugh, so many blowouts. I know everybody celebrated 2016 and said it was, you know, really, objectively, you might be able to say the greatest sports year or at least championship rounds that we've seen yeah. over the course of a year. It's I mean, you, you think about what your uh, Nova guys did and you think about uh, the World Series and that, how close it was and these teams finally getting over the hump, all these great storylines. I feel like a little bit lost in the wash for all the LeBron celebration. We kind of are our, our, our knee-jerk cynicism guided us. I, first of all, I don't understand why people don't like LeBron James. In a world of actual felons and and legitimately awful human beings, LeBron James, is I, hating him and Tom Brady and Sidney Crosby, like, what do we do? It was this is leaving. what gets yeah. you down? It was the leaving thing. Him leaving and abandoning them in their hour of need, only to return the hero, though. It set up a better storyline. It story was a line. wonderful yeah. story. It set up a better storyline. And aren't you happy for Cleveland, though? Yes. Because Thank God for Cleveland. LeBron. I am. Cleveland is like the Pittsburgh of Ohio. They're, su- they're super excited there. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that means either, I don't but it sounded like either. an insult. It And it was, sir. I'll thank you to retract that one. There's nothing in common with those two places. Now, LeBron James, though, yes, not only did he win the thing, but he comes back from 3-1 against what you could hold up as the greatest single-season team of all time. It's a, it's a deed that needs to be held up in uh, among the great achievements in sport history. It's Amazing. True. I mean, like that last game 
with the block, the chase down block, where he basically won it for them. Kyrie Irving hit a shot that was the game winner with like three or four seconds left. Nobody remembers that. Everybody remembers the LeBron block because he influenced that that entire series down three one, like you said, all by himself. They got He's got to be in Golden State's head a little bit. They went out and got Kevin Durant when they already had a super team. Oh god! Because yeah. they they figure well, a three on one didn't do it. Maybe four on one will. I do think it. it would be awfully fascinating. I'm not. I have no rooting interest really between those teams, except that I do think that we're watching a guy who deserves some consideration for the the title of greatest of all time. And it's interesting to watch him go up against a team that was held up. You know. 11 months ago is the greatest team in in the history of the sport and he rallied and and knocked them off so it's it is and then they throw in the second best player in the league to to that already great team if he beats them again really they're unquestionably the second best team they're 1a but if it ain't good enough to beat lebron i wonder do they say they just disband i think let's do it again we come back again same gonna run it back that that would be. I mean, this is the rubber match, though. They are running it back, right? It's one one yeah. right now, and uh, it looks like they're going to have that third series. It's going to be great. Next, the Wolf. Yes. LeBron, Michael Jordan. Is this a fair conversation to have before? Oh. Any, everybody loves to weigh in. How dare you say such words? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think of course it is because right now LeBron is the best in the game, hands down. When he's in it, as John said, you can't count it out, him out of any game that he's in. He's a game changer. He changes the complexity of that team. And without him there, they're nowhere that they are they're not going to be in the finals. I mean, with LeBron that team goes. The you know, uh, as I say with John Elway, it's not that he won those two Lombardies at the tail end of his career thanks to Terrell Davis more than seven himself. The the greatest achievement of his career was carrying mediocre to bum rosters to three Super Bowls in the AFC out of the AFC. Those were bad. Those teams. Yeah. Sammy Winder was their feature back. Van. I mean, you know they 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 were crummy. He had cr- crummy pass catcher. Vance Johnson was his number one. Steve Watson was his number two pass catcher. These were not teams that should have gone to Super Bowls, but he got them to three of them. Same thing. LeBron. Well, he didn't. You know, he's not he's not clean in the finals. Did you ever look at that uh, that first Cavs team? Ooh. He got to the finals. That is a the second best player on it was Booby. <laughs> Booby Gibson was the second best player on the on the team. I forgot about Booby Gibson. I gotta say also a lot more hot takery on the Dave Damashek yeah. pod than I expected. I'm I'm really enjoying this. A lot of basketball talk. Uh, I'm a Jordan loyalist. I, I think I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's. Um, you know, the awful proposition that a lot of people make it out to be where you mention LeBron in the same... Right, LeBron, if there's a challenger to the throne, it's LeBron. However, we forget very quickly how great uh, Michael Jordan was. I, mean, I, I, well, I certainly think it's so miss watching him. I was, so in Chica- I was in Chicago for the majority of those titles, and they were great, and it was... I forgot it, about that. It, it was all... They, they would always... And, and in every series, and in almost every game in the playoff run, they would fall back by 15, and you'd think, ah, Jordan would bring them back. But yes, Pippen was a defensive stopper, so specific to the question I asked you five, ten minutes ago. I think Pippen could take away... Whoever you decide to put him on, and sure. that's going uh, not take him away, but he would he would he would lock somebody down. He would certainly yeah. put a dent in Kevin Durant. Yeah, Pippen was a fantastic defender. Jordan was a fantastic defender, but then and then the that, worm, like and then of, you got the worm uh, yeah, okay. v v Draymond. All right, now you're starting in to hate on Now you're hate. going the other way. Before you were saying maybe LeBron is a challenger. Now now we're on with the Bulls. I'm okay with that. 
I'm okay one other thing, when, when people talk dynasty teams, the Lakers of the 80s, they would smoke everybody. They would kill Jordan's Bulls. They would kill these Golden State Warriors and everything else. The thing I was going to say about your Sixers was, but what history has forgotten is that the Western Conference in the 80s, the second best team was the Nuggets. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, now uh, teams like that, the, 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 the Rockets. I mean, these were the teams. Meantime, the Celtics, to get to the finals, just to get to the finals, they had to go through your Sixers and the mighty Milwaukee Bucks. The, the, by the time they were so banged up, by the time they'd get to the Lakers, no wonder the Lakers. The Pistons were there That's towards true. the Pistons, end. The Bulls right. were on the rise. Yeah, the Eastern Conference was really good then. Uh, not as much now. No. I miss it. Did we talk enough NBA? This the is Wolf? a lot of I NBA. Loved it. I loved That was great. It was, I mean, it was nice. It was nice for John. I think that was, a, that was a nice olive branch. I would like you now to come on my basketball podcast and talk about football. Oh. So Ooh. it'll be juxtaposition. Quid pro, pro It's not your jam? Love. It's not my jam. Oh! <laughs> Wait, what was that from? It's not your jam? That's from the pie-off. Oh, yeah. I heard about this pie-off. Oh, off. it was so delicious. Yeah, I like pie, and I didn't get any of it. it I didn't it bring the, any home for you. Nope. The most delicious day of the year. It really is. Um, oh, before the producer conference, do you want me to ask our question? Our question we ask to just about everybody. Um, Wait, did the pie-off happen this year already? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> or was that last happens, year? It not, yeah, is it, it coming up? Thanksgiving week. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's how you mark the holiday of Thanksgiving. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. It'll be maybe the sixth you, maybe annual. Maybe you should do like a, a something else. That's like well, that. we've discussed doing a summer one. Should we do one at yeah. MVP and Bartlett? What, do, what, what is the summer one? We Best mojito? Like Fourth of July cookout. <gasps> okay. A barbecue off. If you okay. Will. How about mojitos? Love that. Sure. How about how well? What would be the best? What well, what would be the most like, enjoyable for us? Are we talking just burgers, brisket, wings? Here's the problem with the burger idea, which is good, but think it through. What's the what's the we problem? Need, we need how many grills. burgers are you ingesting? Well, so you've got to take sliders? bites of burgers, right? Instead of an entire burger, yeah. you would have yeah, to Dave, pace yourself. Are you yourself. eating all those pies? You're taking a bite out of them. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. Not the entirety. <laughs> and the burger he prides like himself a meat on it pie. clearly. Anyway, so just take a slice out of it. Who can bring me the best beer from the store? I love this game. This is a great game, and I would like to be the judge of that. That's game. a good one. That's a we could put together a <laughs> nice in blue ribbon, good blue ribbon panel for that one. That's great. Meantime, let's play the game of life. Everybody thinks they know what's important to them until they are confronted with uh, with a hypothetical question. Okay, like this. I'm going to give you four items. Mm. You have to tell me. The one that's in first position for the rest of your life whenever you want it. Okay. Second position, once every three weeks. Third okay. position, once every three months. Fourth position, never again. Wow. Ready? Here we go. Okay. Go. TV, sex, pizza, booze. Go. Pizza and booze. Sex wow. in the one hole. Pizza. Literally. <laughs> so, Rant. hey, zing. Opinion. Um, oh my God, that's tough. Love, you want to go first? I love pizza, though. Yeah, that's right. People say, well, pizza's going to be... I've asked a lot of football players this one, and they say goodbye to pizza, and I say careful there now. All right, I have it. Um, I would go sex number one. Sex every... Th- wait, wait, you, that's wow. a big endorsement what? of... The other guy on this show. You don't show, need it all. Of- <laughs> yeah, forget my We're not talking about Damashek here, guys. We're talking about me. <laughs> Booze number two. Mm-hmm. Pizza number three and TV never. What? Yeah. You're never watching a sport again? Uh, Unless you're in attendance? I really love pizza and booze. Um, 
Now this is this is this. Okay, I, I don't want to weigh in any further until John gives his response. And does everybody give their response with their spouse sitting next to them? No, they don't. I what may, adds to the intrigue. If here. we had done this on secret ballot, it yeah. couldn't have been more perfect. We should get married. Did you write? I've that got. Down too? No, you did not. I've is got that true? sex, <laughs> beer, because I really like beer. So I just classified right. instead okay. of booze, pizza, and TV. I don't watch a lot of TV except for sports. I figure I don't know. There's a radio, or I'll read about it later. Oh, that's uh, true. And radio. I go to a lot. I go to a lot of sporting events. So in my free time, not as much sports just for Podcasts. fun. Podcasts. If you live in a metropolis, mm-hmm. I suppose, and this does extend to the, all your monitors. Uh, don't be cute with me about Apple TV or your cell phone. <laughs> so <laughs> none of that. Not, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Watching games on because oh, we're screen. cord cutters. Right. Well, okay, that's so we're almost there. I see. I thought you would have to say to the- sex because it would embarrass her if you didn't follow suit, John. No, that's that is sex and beer. You wrote it and, down. And actually, in that order, sex, and then I'll have a beer, uh, <laughs> and then pizza sounds good as well. And uh, maybe there's time for TV, but probably not because I'll, I'll be sleepy. I'm excited for all the bosses here to hear this mm-hmm. podcast oh. and our families. <laughs> TV, TV number one, number TV's two. number one. Yeah. <laughs> really? I maybe even number two, just to be safe. I don't want to. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> I don't want TV to hear that I'm eating pizza on the side or anything. TV. I'd never cheat on you. Let's <laughs> no, be together forever. TV, 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 TV. No, mine. You know, I've said before. Mine goes. Uh, mine goes. TV, mm-hmm. booze. Uh, pizza, sex, nothing. Got it. Nothing, nothing more can, good can come for me from. Uh, You've already procreated quite a few times. My love making. My yeah. Your uh, children are amazing. I agree. So cute. I agree. They wave to pictures on the refrigerator. You've lost track the most of how adorable many you have thing already. I've ever seen. I, I'm not sure how many I. That's have. right. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's enough already. You know. They're like gremlins. Don't feed them after midnight. They keep multiplying. However, game does respect game, and therefore I do have to shout it out to Antonio Cromartie. Mm-hmm. Oh. He gets he gets he gets cut and he's and he's still uh, powerful yeah. enough to impregnate. It's really oh. impressive. Got, that's amazing. You're you're the Antonio Cromartie of the NFL Network. It, I've said as much. Yes. Everybody says <laughs> it. Yeah, thank you, Bartlett Emma VP. We fooled around enough. It's time to get down to business. Let the producer conference begin. So, Dave, actually, before we get to the conference, I'm wondering if you might want to respond to uh, a memo I actually found on my desk this morning. Uh, John mentioned Steve Harvey earlier, how serendipitous. Yeah, I heard about that. Serendipitous is a great word. You're a smart person. I love Emma. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read it if you uh, care to respond. Please. Good morning, DDFP this producers. Is the, why are you sharing? But this isn't wasn't for everybody. This wasn't oh. for the public. This is just a memo I gave to you and the DDFP staff. I think everyone needs to know this. I mean, I feel like that this was something that I w- was intended for internal purposes to sort of set the tone going forward as a as a gang, as a group, that's as what a family. Meant, that's what you meant to happen, but um, okay. to the contrary, Uh-oh. this okay. is going to be Okay, late. all right. I guess if you insist, go ahead. Good morning, DDFP producers. I hope you slept well after such a poorly produced show on Tuesday. Congrats again <laughs> on your consistent mediocrity. Anyway, I'm writing to you to present a new code of conduct as we conclude fi- episode 561 of my show and enter the off-season, or what I like to call, leave Dave alone or I'll kill you season. Mm. When I do grace the NFL Network... That sounds bad out presence. of context. Yeah. <laughs> the lawyers might have an issue with that. It usually goes over well. Uh, when I do grace the NFL with my presence, however, there will be no more chocolate chip cookies given out for a job well done. You Grow up already. That sounds I, delicious. I was classy, you know. 
I do not want anyone, and I mean anyone, coming into the dressing room, green room, or studio if I am nude, partially nude, or not in full makeup, for that matter. Ooh, did this happen? Convert. Well, no, but at uh, there. Well, two things. First of all, um, at uh, what was it? At NFL Honors the night before the Super Bowl, I was getting changed, and uh, and uh, Melissa Stark walked in, and I was I was in my underpants. <laughs> I would have. Nobody laughed at anything. Was people were slack jawed? Is what they were. Was the makeup process happening concurrently with the nudity? No, I was doing the you know getting dressed thing, which isn't good. Like taking a putting a shirt on, kind of which isn't a great. You're shuffling into it. Yeah, I like it. Alyssa Stark walked in and just sort of made a a horrible screech and. And then something like that, as I recall. Yeah, she might have been influencing them. It is interesting, though, that I do at work have a different, a completely different. At, at home, it's a check your clothes at the door policy. Is that Every, right? Nudity. Just whip them off. Come in. You got to be nude. Yep. And yet, sex was last on. You're yours. watching a lot of TV. That's a weird use of nudity. That's right. Speaking of. If there's any thought in your dim little minds that I may be nude or well on my way there, do not open my dressing room door. If you ever catch even a glimpse of me in this vulnerable state, you will never have a job in this town again. I mean, I think that's fair. If you see me hauling ass to the stages, this is in no way an invite to walk and talk. Chances are I'm running late, and more importantly, I do not give a damn about your take on Fruit of the Year. Yeah, get your own awards. All the texts, emails, voicemails, and autograph requests stop now. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Mm-hmm. And no, I will not come on you and your buddy's high school football podcast. Do yourself and your listeners slash mothers a favor and just give up. I've been beat up physically. Sometimes sometimes yep. it's important to show tough love. So, we're, mm-hmm. so does that mean you're out on the basketball pod? That's it, right? I should get a, I'll tell my guy. I'm not out. saying that this was or was not directed. <laughs> I've been beat up physically and more so emotionally by allowing this kind of behavior to persist in the past. I will no longer devote my time to yammering with a couple 23-year-old hacks with a microphone. Mm-hmm. Also, do not approach me while I'm eating unless you're the one that purchased that particular meal. <laughs> Only then will I entertain one new pitch for my program. I think that's just, fair. That's that's just practical. Yeah. That's the best thing that you have on here. If you bought me the meal, I'll listen to you otherwise. I like to or be with I'll, my food alone. Yes, but I will give you two and a half to three minutes to give me your best pitch. Mm-hmm. And then I will take it, and if I like it, I will take it and give you no credit right. for it. You'll digest it a lot. We are the producers, so it's... A little weird that we'd be buying him lunch to petition. Uh, well, it's up. still a classy thing to do, and yeah. don't don't let yourself get in your way of doing something classy. Right. <laughs> Pardon me. With four kids, a gorgeous girlfriend, and a hit NFL Network podcast, I'm simply on a never-ending quest for some time alone with my thoughts. Mm. Do not wait outside for me in the men's room as I make water or pretend to be the company valet as a <laughs> ruse to talk at me while I wait patiently for my Ford Explorer. Do you use the phrase make water? All the time. All the time. <laughs> do you did. know at the draft somebody we gave all do him it. a water because they thought that he was asking for a water and did he was like, really? No, I, I gotta make water. That's great. I'm, I'm a terrific that. I'm a terrific human being, I think as this letter shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing I want you to remember is is that I ultimately I am just a human being. And we all make water. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's great. Uh, and I'll tell you, creeps, right now, you two do not have the practical skills nor honorary degrees to speak on NFL uniforms and the greatness of cased meats. Therefore, your opinions are invalid and redundant, as that's my territory. Producers, please don't take this note personally or go crying to human resources like a couple of sissies. Frankly, we are all getting a little too close, and it's time we get back to what really makes my show great, me. Thanks. 
W. Me, David Damashek. Me being me. Yes. Right. You wrote this. You're right. also you're no longer taking outside calls for SNL yeah, bookings or offers to ghostwrite that's, memoir. That's that's not for you to see again. Slide into your was DMs. For, you weren't supposed to hear or see any of this, and now I feel a little embarrassed. But Dave, also, you're a monster. Well, it was it was great. I'm I'm buying all of it. I want to subscribe to your newsletter. Uh, I did, however, one time slide into your DMs uh, in order to secure my wife's lost phone at 2 a.m. Yeah, I, at 2 a.m. Hey. I slid into his DMs. That actually happened. I know we've never actually directly interacted, but help me out here, bro. My my uh, my wife was uh, was getting a little too involved with uh, her number two choice on the uh, on the game of life quiz. Uh oh. And now she was lost her Uber cell driver? phone as a result. It was something pizza. Handsome right. Hank got rump- roped into yeah, it. Yeah, he all had happened. to deal with all of the particulars. Actually, that is a fun uh, question. Let me. Uh, you guys know the the uh, um, some of the details of this now. Uh, Emma VP and Bartlett, how do you feel about this? As third parties to this, so the Wolf, <laughs> Handsome. Ike and I go out for a splendid dinner in a uh, restaurant in a neighborhood of uh, of Colleen's choosing. It was splendid. We had some nice wines. We had good Italian food and so on. Then we get back to the hotel. We go our separate ways. <laughs> Half hour later, 45 minutes later, I'm getting hit on DM by John <laughs> Gonzalez. <laughs> Hey, Colleen lost her cell phone. Oh. Can you help me figure this out? I'm, I'm here in L.A. with the dog, so I can't really do anything about this. Mm. How can you help us out in Philadelphia? Handsome, in the meantime, has also been contacted. Now Handsome and I are going back and forth, and I'm saying, Handsome, since you have the cab driver's info, you're on this, right? He ordered the Uber, so right. he was the only one. Right, I'm sorry, you left your phone the in the Uber. So I thought, well, if Handsome's in on this, there's not much – I can play, and uh, soon after, I said my goodnights. Turned your I also yep. said my goodnights, and I would like to thank you in person for letting me outsource my husband right. duties to you two, mm-hmm. and in the future, I will just do the same thing. Appropriate Emma VP for John to defer to uh, to Handsome Hank, the Englishman. Uh, probably not. No. What am I doing from 3,000? I'm across the continent. I don't know. You just keep keep calling, you know? I, it, I'm i across the continent. I don't have the number. Handsome Hank, like you said. Hank was the Hank only one on that could actually help. So, I mean, in theory, all of us were like, our job here Colleen is done. Also Hank, abdicated. it's up to Colleen you. Colleen didn't care then. I guess you did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, the wolf isn't even looking for it. <laughs> I went to bed. Hank ended up being the only one looking for it. Oh, him. where's John? Oh, he's on the other side of the country. Where's Colleen? She's on the other side of the country. Well, number one's out. I don't care what happens from here on out. <laughs> Is that basically the math pretty that you much. Both went through? Pretty much. Uh, one plus one equals zero. That's what I see. That's that's my opinion. No, I, I'm I'm glad uh, that everything worked out with that yeah. cell phone. Now let the producer conference begin. Dave, Dave, over here, over here, over here. Mr. Damashek, Ryan Bartlett, DDFP. <laughs> Hello, how are you today? Doing well, thank you, sir. First question uh, is pertaining to a new men's fashion. Have you seen the new rompers that are coming out? Yes. I Very have. interested to get your opinion, your take on them. But first, sideline savvy caught up with 49ers rookie Joe Williams. Ooh. Asked him what he thought about the new trend. All right, Joe. So you showed up to rookie camp in a two-piece suit, looking <laughs> fresh, looking yeah. fly. Would you wear the romper that's going, that's trending right now? Uh, I gotta try it on first. <laughs> okay, so if you could pick a romper, what would what would be the pattern? Oh, I don't know. Uh, 
I wouldn't. I maybe I wouldn't wear it, but it'd probably be like a nice. Maybe like a plaid one. <laughs> maybe you can get your fiance one, and you can share. <laughs> if I actually told her that I was gonna wear a romper, she probably she probably have some words for me. She wouldn't think that would be acceptable. <laughs> okay, so no romper for Joe. Maybe sad. I didn't know if Savvy was saying they should both wear the same romper. Mm. I'm gonna get that's my that's my new gift for the two of you. I'd like a, a double romper. romper. No, just one that you guys share. Oh, we yeah. share we share watches, we share sunglasses. I like to buy him presents that I can also reap the benefits of. I'm saying, but I want you both to wear the romper like at a the same like time. Like the potato sack race that where you have to wear it oh. at the same time. Joe Williams of the Niners. I suddenly like uh, that, that backfield there. They're kind of the defense, and they're going to run the ball. And Carlos Hyde, the most uh, underappreciated high-level talent in uh, in run- at running back in the NFL. Anywho, what do you think, uh, John Gonzalez, the man romper? Me personally, probably not, although – uh, as a caveat, I have wonderful gams. It would show off my gam- that's legs. So, I know what well, I, I know I, Well, for the kids listening to the show, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I could pull. Like I don't know if I would actually Peg, come sticks. home and put it on. Right, but I, I you know, if I was what if that off was the, gams, the only maybe. way that you could wear your Jordans was with a romper. Then I would wear the romper. I really like Jordans. My, here's my thing, and I talked about this on uh, on Corolla show uh, earlier in the week. I, there's a weird bit of I uh, of um, misdirected sort of irony, or irony is getting away from us mm. in, in in these weird ways. I love watching Roadhouse and Face Off and Red Dawn and Point Beyond. Break. Point Break. Mm. Because, and they make me laugh, and what makes me laugh is that they don't intend for it to be funny. And ergo, it's ironically funny to me. These people who now drink Pabst Blue Ribbon, Ironically, who's the joke on, really, friend? You're drinking terrible beer when beer the same price that doesn't taste like that is available to you. Who's the joke on? Baywatch the TV show. Funny because it's not supposed to be funny. Making a movie where where that laughing at the subject is intrinsic to what you're doing, it feels too uh, institutionalized into your product. You see? Same thing with this with this romper thing. Who's the joke on? Wait, you if you wear whatever you want, eat whatever you want, do whatever you want. I don't care what you do, but the joke is a little bit on you if you don't think it looks good. But it's like, ha ha, look how ridiculous I am, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't know if you've seen. They also have detachable jeans that turn into shorts now, what? or jorts, if you will. Jorts That's is a, a first of all, they're, they're sh- you can't upgrade jorts. That's a Philadelphia classic. <laughs> I, I, I have it people is. in my neighborhood who would run in jorts uh, <laughs> all the time. So let's not try to perfect it. It's already perfected. But the romper thing, I'm with you on. Yeah, you yeah. You, you get my point, right? And yeah. maybe it, maybe it's terrific and it's really comfortable and it looks great. And uh, but rompers but, are such a pain. Like I know, like they're uncomfortable. You have I've never to, even seen you in a romper. Yeah, I don't wear them because it's a whole thing. Like if you have to make water, Dave, it's I like know. it's a it's a massive. Headache. I when I was living in Chicago and it was obviously cold for more than half the year, I thought I saw I saw in a store I, one of those so-called union suits, the full body, like it's one piece. And then it's exactly, I thought, oh, this will be great. You know, it'll be like better than jammies, you know, when I get home after a long, uh, a long day <laughs> toiling for the man. Now it's me time. I'm going to, I'm going to do at least three of the four things. Wait, I thought you on checked your clothing at the clothes. door. What's that? I thought you checked your clothing at the door. You've caught me in my life. <laughs> 
this was before I, this was when I was living alone. It, it it didn't really make a difference if I were nude or not because oh, okay, okay. the only one there. Got it. I now do the clotheslessness bit for everybody else. That's I go nude for others' pleasure. You understand? I understand. That was now was just for the man in the mirror, and we appreciate it. But I thank you. I the union suit that th- the thing is exactly what you just mentioned. Yeah, you know when you when it's time for for making water or otherwise, it's just it's not. You think oh this is gr- oh no it's not that great. And then it you're freezing. Be, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Anywho, next question. Hey Dave, hey, Dave calling. Hey guys, um, what's the best movie theater snack? Ooh, that's a crazy outside the box one. Ooh, anti snack. He is, which is the worst. I, I'm no, I like a what snack. Kind of person is anti snack. I like snacks, not at the theater. At the theater, I'm uh, I'm watching the no love snacks. I was gonna say, what kind of blanket statement is that? I don't snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Three squares a day or shame the devil. Shut out. <laughs> I've got to clarify. I'm pro snack in every other theater except the theater. Hey, thanks for coming by, John and Colleen. Or <laughs> I want to watch the game. We got a full day of football. We got some pigs in the blanket here. He slaps them out of your hand. I'll turn your table over and just light the place on fire. Throws your nacho cheese at oh the TV. God. How dare you insult me? <laughs> See, I am a massive snack person. Uh, I need snacks all the time. I need snacks in my car. I need emergency snacks, especially though in a movie theater. So. She'll I go and I'll watch. Yeah, so I like I just then I feel guilty about it because I'm walking into a theater with my arms around a bucket of popcorn, snow caps, sour patch kids, maybe a soft pretzel. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, those are the classics and I <laughs> I support all of those and uh, an ex-girlfriend even before the wizard who came up with and and making it popular in the 21st century, the bit of putting uh of putting kosher salt. Oh. On dark chocolate and oh. caramel. I mean, it's changed my life. It's changed the world. But even before that, an ex-girlfriend taught me the uh, snow cap with popcorn thing. You take a handful. You what? get both. You get the salt. The Who was this evil genius you were dating? Oh and what God. happened? That I, how did that relationship not work out? I, I extracted the, the best parts of her and showed her out the, and showed her the door. You know? That makes I'll sense. I'll take your snow caps and you... Yes, please. Right. I can't wait to try that. You're going to enjoy <gasps> it. You're going to enjoy it. Next beautiful. question. Dave, Dave, check over here, over here. All right, Ryan Bartlett from NFL Eternal Red Zone. Hello, Ryan. How are you today? Doing well. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Um, question for Colleen and John. So this is uh, for a friend. We'll just call her uh, Rema VP. Uh <laughs> She's in a long-distance relationship with her boyfriend who lives and works in Philly. Oh, you guys have been in one of those. Mm. We sure have. Two years. We'll just call him Brett. Said, um, she's, uh, our, my friend here has heard that you guys have done that. Do you have any advice for mm. Rima VP and Brett? Don't. Yeah. It uh, sucks. There's a lot of flying uh, and a lot of FaceTiming. Expensive. Right, a lot of money. I recommend, and I've, I've mentioned this many times over, just quit and live off of your lady or your guy or your significant other. Right. One of you should quit and live off the more successful one. But it's worked quit. out great for me. Not so well for her, but great for me. I mean, it was the thing is we both hate talking on the phone, mm. which is sort of an issue when you're living apart for two years and it, you're bi-coastal. 
So FaceTime is cool because we that would we helps. watched uh sport like we watched games on FaceTime together. Oh, that's great. And Game of Thrones. Yeah, so we would watch shows. How great! I love movies, that. And we would have cocktail hour. And ha ha! We would. <laughs> I love that. I really do. I think I that it made you so jolly. I'm. Glad. I know. It sounded fake, but that was sincere. Ha ha! I am. Uh, I am hereby pleased. I endorse their marriage. <laughs> that's great because I I before there were things like Skype uh-huh. and whatever, I could not stand and I was in a couple of those long distance ones and I so resented the well we, we haven't talked on the phone. Like, oh, what's to be said? What do we words. have to say at this point? Well, we've said day? everything. That what are you then doing? I went to lunch. Then I, I took a, I took a tray when I got to the lunch place and then I put some utensils on it. I then had I moved it. I'm, what is to be said? I day put my awful. romper on. I made water. And I'm yeah. done for the day. It, terrible. So, yeah, we would have dinner together. So we would, like, both oh, get it. dinner and then just, like, sit and Emma VP, if you sh- uh, can you talk to your friend Shrema VP or whatever her name was <laughs> about the Shrema, I'll, I'll see if I can get her. Shrema VP. <laughs> what do you think stuff. of that advice, That's Shrema? great advice. Um, I'll have to do some more of that. The time. only problem was, like, if we were watching a show together, we would have to try and orchestrate the hitting play yep. at the same time. So we'd be like, okay, like, hit it on the count of three at three. So it would be one, two. and then I love that. It would always be a little oh, off. And, oh, and what's terrible. Uh, actually, that is terrible <laughs> because then you – what you're giving up – well, also, you're also giving up the, the, the full functionality of your DVR. You can't rewind stuff. Right. You can't pause it. Going to get another beer, uh-huh. go, stopping for the bet. All that's out. Once you're in, you got to. But that's the commitment that you made to one yeah. another when you stood up, better or worse. That's this right. is worse. Right. It's worse it for television purposes. You yeah. can't use the DVR. Can't wow. Do it. Yeah. That's heavy. It also requires, though, that you guys like the same stuff. <laughs> it's real love, really. We if would... you don't like the same. Well, I mean, you would I don't want to watch do. the Kardashians yeah. with you. Well, I don't I don't watch it on my own time. Now I have to sit there with you 4,000 miles away while you uh, watch? I begged her so many times to watch the Kardashians it was and weird. always no. <laughs> Every time. That's some keen advice for all you youngsters <laughs> out there trying to make a long-distance relationship work. Good for you. Next up. Can a taco be considered a snack? Well, we had this Ooh. debate earlier in the week. Uh, John, we start with you. That's A, a taco sound, uh, feels like a meal. Is it just – wait – can I get some more clarification? I need disagree. the rules on all of this. Is it just one singular taco? Yes. If I have the one yes. taco, I can't have another taco, so it's chips. one taco. You're not getting chips Is on it the a side. soft or a hard shell? I think that's up to you. I'm going to gonna make me. a call on that. Does yeah. it really make that big of a well, difference? Well, I, mean, I want to know the size of the taco. It's I a mean, taco. It's a normal taco. It feels like a meal. That is a snack. 100% a snack. If it comes with the chips... Now you're in meal territory. Yeah. Well, I would need some salsa and like some guacamole, something with the chips. I'm going to allow chips. you to put some salsa, the more liquidy kind, on the salsa to spice it up to your liking. It's a disappointing meal at that point because it's not enough. One the ta- salsa? One taco? The- yeah. And it- some chips? No chips. One one taco. Yeah, just a, a taco can, you know. That's hold you meal. over till it's time for a, That's a proper meal. That's why it's meal. called a snack, yeah. Right. I'm, I, I, the wolf gets the point on this one. She and I park our cars in the same garage. <laughs> Next question. All right, guys. What's the biggest thing that irritates Seems you like about Seems like people are, are less interested in asking Ooh. questions now at the producer conference. Seems like the enthusiasm's <laughs> died down over there. Uh, 
I can't answer on her behalf. What was the question? I'm sorry. Oh. I was busy uh, critiquing MOVP. <clears throat> hey, Dave, Dave, check over go, here. There over we go. There we go. Hey. See, there's some energy. There you go. What's the biggest thing that irritates you two about each other? That's what she asked. Uh, I you think th- you think you know the. Answer? I think I know the answer for you. All right, why don't you why don't you tell everybody? Colleen is the newlywed game. Show your answer. Because I think I know. This is a jaunty show. I like the show. I know. Um, I I like coffee, and I like coffee hot. And because it's hot, I, I got to do a little slurping, and she's a little sound sensor. She doesn't like the slurp. Well, because he pairs it with yogurt, with <laughs> granola in it. So then there's crunching, and then there's scraping, and then there's slurping of the coffee. The dog's got to get to the yogurt. When I'm done with the yogurt, there's a lot of mouth noises between me and the dogs. Mostly me, not so much the dogs. I know, because the dogs are involved. It's like, I, I need to put on headphones. I clearly sometimes. got it right if you're watching did he get face. Did he get that right then? That's oh, your number one strike against I him. I hate it more than any. Anything else? I cannot stand it. I don't like weird. You, went, you, you wouldn't chewing. like him to get in the gym a little bit more. You know, he big. works out every day. I'm pretty swole. <laughs> if I move right now, this will Hulk rip off of me. Right. <laughs> All right, reverse. So, I like to I like to drink water at night and like throughout the day and like various like, oh, like coffee yeah. as That's well. Oh yeah, a good one. But I leave glasses around, so I don't. In the morning, the first thing I do isn't bring my glass to the dishwasher. It usually will sit there, and so sometimes, if it's a busy week, there will be a what he likes to call a glass graveyard on my nightstand, where it's about a collection of four glasses or so. If you come over, I will direct, and you say I would like a glass of something. I will direct you not to a cabinet, but to Colleen's bedside, where. <laughs> All of our glasses are collected. It's been, I've gotten better though with it. It hasn't been that bad. I boy, it, I what this has turned into, unfortunately, is now I feel doubly ashamed because I'm guilty of both those things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, why, why is it on your schedule when the glass gets put away? Why? Right. why I'll, I'll put it away. I'm going to do it. Hey, can uh, can you, you do you mind doing the dishes? Sure, I'll do the dishes. Ten minutes later, the dishes aren't done. And then she's in there doing the dishes. And I said, what are you doing? And, and she'll say, well, I, I asked you to do You said you would do them, but they're, they're not getting done. Like, well, I didn't say I was going to do them instantaneously. I'll do them before night falls or whatever. Before I put my head to the pillow, I will first. They will uh, be done. Well, what's your concern where, where it is? What are you out of glasses now? Well, also, like, is there not another drinking thing for you? Use your hands. That's where we started. Use my hands. We're back full circle. But if I'm if I'm gonna grab a glass that's like in the living room, I'll grab his glass too. I'll grab other glasses, but he will only take his glasses. Would you use each other's? Respect you. Would you use each other's (laughs) toothbrush? Oh, all the time. We were just in the Bahamas. That's fine. Um, (laughs) Why? See, to me, this is this is more. the do as I say, not as I do uh-huh. kind of kind of thing. I'm with you on the slurping thing. Nothing yeah. or few things nauseate me more. Well, I know one of them. People not wear men in sandals disgust me. Men sandals in flip flops. All of it. Any kind of toe issue. I don't. You got a foot need, thing. We don't need it. Okay. We don't. The women. Listen. On the flight. We live in the, California. The you woman in the, the middle seat between us who had I'm her feet out and was like smearing them against oh. the magazine. <laughs> Vomitous. I did hear about that. It's it's a <laughs> grotesquerie. It's not every woman, but some women even shouldn't really be doing that. And uh, and and then 
Yeah, listen, I, I, of course, if you're going to the beach, wear your okay. flip-flops. You know, wear your tank top if you're going to the beach or you're going to work out. I will say working out, I'm a, I don't know that you need the tank top. I, I, the state of your pits should not be made my business. Mm. I, I don't care what's going on. It, I, well, I do care. It, I, I find it repugnant, and so I don't want to have to see it. And yet when you're dangling your hands up, your arms up over your head, and I got to see the state of that mess. So you are definitely out on shirtless runner guy. Oh, oh shirtless runner guy. that guy? Major <laughs> thing. That guy's, well, that guy's a, he's a narcissist. Yeah. You, ever see, you ever see shirtless running guy and he's carrying about 30 pounds too many? No, you don't. Never. The only guy who does it is one who wants to make you aware of like, oh, is that, did I, did my, I lose my shirt before I came out running? I, oh, I, I, I seem to not be able to see it through these, uh, through, through this pack of six that yeah. I'm wearing, you know? The variant of that in Philadelphia is the guy I mentioned in the jean shorts in who jorts. when it gets, yeah, in the jorts, when it gets too warm in the summer, takes his shirt off. Yeah, that's so it's shorts and no shirt. Uh, so it's like uh, a hybrid of the two. It's really pretty bad. great. What I uh, one uh, another thing that I really don't like though, back to your point is, I can't stand when you can hear people masticate their food. I mean, everybody's doing Ugh. it. But the it uh, I can't I have to remove myself. There was the burger company that they finally ended the ad campaign, but for years it was like there was one where, where the guy was eating the burger and the sauce and everything would Ew. run down his hand. Then there was one version of it where the guy had just finished playing basketball. Now he's on the pull-out bleachers, and he's all sweaty, and he's eating a burger, and the sauce is going down his sweaty mitts while he masticates the food. What? what, Who? What ad company came up with this? This is the exact opposite of wanting to make me have your burger. I now associate it with with, with vomitous, vile disgust. Ew, 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 ew. I mean, this is something that going back to me being a kid, I used to have a problem with like I would be sitting in the kitchen in the morning and my mom would be eating cereal and I would be like, do you have to chew the cereal that loud? And she's like, I'm I don't know how else you want me to chew quietly. That's how the answer is. I have to leave the room. No, I have been I have been accused of slurping coffee and soup out of a bowl. You've now food shamed your entire listener base. (laughs) Nobody will ever eat again. He has no problem with it. Sometimes people are victimized. But one thing they can't uh, accuse us of is uh, jiving them. You find right. me a quiet granola, and I'll stipulate all these points. I mean crunchy. crunchy what, I mean the granola, and I can't, like, how am I chewing my granola? It's, yeah, no, it's it's when you can hear liquid getting involved. That's oh, the cutting. Crunch is crunch. What are you going to do? It's what, when it gets into that, that's when Damashek. <laughs> Starts getting the gag. I'm going to call you tomorrow while eating my granola. (laughs) Emma VP, you want us to wrap now? I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I just think, you know, based on the time. Right. Got to get these guys you, out of here. Oh, excuse me. I, I got a lot of things right. to we get are to. We're pretty busy. busy. Yep. All right. For self-employed, I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty busy. Mr. and Mrs. Wolf want to go. That's right. Where? <laughs> Mr. We got Wolf. See, that right was here. a shot. That we was got, a, we got four a, things to get to. Do you have anything out? <laughs> no, three. three. <laughs> TV's out for you. You did it to yourselves. MVP, not one last gem you want to throw out or you feel like we we're going to end on a media, mediocre note and we'll go I don't think there. it was mediocre until you just said that. I don't think it was either. Why don't you give the show a letter grade? A minus. A minus. Nice. Bartlett, you agree with that? A minus? A minus? I agree. Okay. Yeah, they like they always like it better when they're prominently featured. Right. Yeah. Producer conference. And they never, killed it. Yes. Killed it. You guys stars the show. Frankly. If as we're we, getting to as it. we sometimes do with me undies uh, as a part of the show now, we give out the MUP uh, 
What, what did that stand for? Um, me undies. Me undies performer. Right. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, it's kind of like MVP. But right. Anyway, so go anyhow. So we do the MUP. Who is the MUP of this show? Emma VP. I start with you. Ooh! Wow. I'm gonna go with John. Whoa! That's awful nice. It's because he said you're smart too, right? Yes, and it that's was a serendipitous was. thing that really put serendipity. Over the top. I mean, back at you if I got an award. Thank you. We'll share <laughs> oh, it. This is great. Bartlett, you have a vote. I also go John. He ah! Ah! <laughs> you John is always stealing the show. I'll be uh, hosting right. the show next week. All right, he gets the underpants. I don't take that as a shot at me. I, I, but don't you guys, I try to give you this advice, and apparently you don't listen. When people ask you hypotheticals or things like this, where you well, think what's the one that is going to hurt me less for my answer. Right. You work with Colleen. Just say Colleen. That's okay. Yeah, I would have said Colleen, You say too. you're not going to ever see John again. Never again. I, can't, I don't okay. know. Even. You know what? I think that he deserves the award too. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you saw me the first time. I agree. Nobody knows why I'm here, but yeah, I would have gone with Colleen. What a show! I like this show very much. What? What did uh, did you? Uh, yeah, feel it was a fun show. I it give it wonderful. an A too. Yeah. Terrific! Terrific! Top seven experience in California for me. John Gonzalez, follow his NBA style pages at the Ringer. He's going to be in Cleveland watching the King and uh, seeing where he goes. In, invariably, it feels. I'll bring you back yeah. to the Cavs State shirt. Warriors. That, ooh, a Cavs like romper, perhaps? Oh, maybe it'll be bedazzled, like the ones he I brings I bring her back. bedazzled I, stuff. Cavs romper and matching flip-flops. That's what I would love yes. to have. And, so we almost did it, but it was a little too. And then, uh, and so it's pages. And then SB Nation, <laughs> the podcast, track it down. <laughs> Drive and kick. Drive and kick. Talking about basketball. <laughs> And then uh, Colleen Wolf, you see yes, her arm. I'm around. You know where she is. She Gainfully always, employed, everybody. All over the Around For the now. NFL show. She's uh, talking on what else? And uh, The DDFP. Now the DDFP. <laughs> hey, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.